Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. That could have gone bad. I was. I was. Look, I wasn't the one over here saying zombie taint. Mm. He said, "Being the one over there." Saying Except you just did. <laughs> Thank you. Being the only one in the entire group who has said that. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone, to Grand Terra Shadowfront. Uh, as we return to the last chapter of this particular Grand Terra campaign. Uh, we'll get into the, the narrative uh, bits and bobs in a second, but I am John, your Game Master for the evening, uh, Black Lives Matter, Trans Rights and Human Rights, and uh, fuck Greg Abbott in particular. Joining me today is Camille. Hi, I'm uh, Alana in the role of Camille today. I'm um, playing... Annabella, um, the human ranger, formerly a spy, not a spy anymore. Oh, I should change my name. <laughs> and Jack? Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm playing uh, the indifferent penguin, as well as uh, Gentmanar, the half-elf spellslinger. And Cody? Right, um, Cody, I'm playing Ethan Valar, Hobgoblin War Wizard. And Jeremy? Hi, I'm Jeremy. I am playing uh, Sin, uh, Changeling Warlock of Galaxy. Oh, and, and Putin can go die in a hole on fire. Fuck yeah. On fire. With in gasoline drops. In a hole on fire or in a hole that is on fire? Yes. Oh, specifically Both. that hole that's constantly on fire. In fire, on fire, in a hole that is on fire. I know some people that know about uh, wearing underwear that is soaked in gasoline. Anyways, uh, yes, Mara. Hi, I'm Mara. I'm playing Titania Valkorian, a ladrin druid of the Circle of Grim Harvest. Craig. Hi, um, I am playing Groman Velmender. Um, and uh right in parentheses and uh a uh monk uh of the uh drunken master way i haven't played this character in a while i'm used to playing a bunch of bees please bear with me also a dwarf i mean grumman is familiar with bunches of bees so there's that at least i can get a spell to help with that <laughs> and will it turn me into a like a whole bunch of bees or just one big bee because I'm down either way, but just no way. The, the bad part is he is. And for the first time since the first Grand Terror campaign, Holly. Holy shit, huh? Hey, um, 
I'm Holly. I am playing Vespia. She is a tiefling Chandler. And William. Hi, I'm William. I'm playing Valdez Stonebeard, the Dwarven Samurai. And for those watching at home, uh, this overlay may change between now and next week. I slapped it together. I started working on this immediately after I got off work uh, at 5.30, which was two and, two, and half hours ago. two and a half hours ago. And I did all this in that time. So it's rough. Anyways. Proud of you, bud. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's yeah, really must effort. Yeah, it's fantastic work in that amount of time Grumman has two U's not an A I told you but... to save it for next week <laughs> we also had to argue with your mama so. <laughs> I will fix things next week anyways you tell me lots of things John I can't keep them all straight I can barely remember what character I'm playing it's true that's true we actually just witnessed that so when last we left off in Grand Terra Shadowfront. The God Emperor Usurper, Ternalian Valkorian, had orchestrated a grand adventure for the Steelhearts. It took them to all corners of the world seeking to resolve the problem of the Shadowfront. A massive, devouring uh, ailment of the land that was consolidating all of the ether south of uh, south of the great city of Taram into a single element destroying the land. They discovered that the source of this ailment was a shard of Eidos, uh, the goddess of entropy and destruction, a piece of her power that had been caught in on this side of the divine veil that separated the gods from the mortals. In order to rid that particular lake of this shard, they had to retrieve a soul stone that housed a massive confluence of Eidos's power in the form of other shards that had been trapped. They did so with not the quickest speed, but eventually got to their goal. And upon capturing the shard that was in the shadow front, they took it back to Taram and presented it to the then still alive god emperor of Taram, uh, Titania's great, 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 great grandfather and divine lineage. Having been piloting the legion general Varnabas, Valkorian, uh, Ternalian had taken this opportunity to shoot the soul stone being presented to the god emperor out of the hands of whichever of the seal hearts had been holding it uh, which caused it to connect with the god emperor and unleash the shards of Eidos within for Eidos it turned out had left pieces of herself scattered for the express purpose of finishing her job that job being to devour all of the previous incarnation of Grand Terra, of which the God Emperor was a large remaining portion. With the God Emperor of Taram dead, Ternalian, seemingly victorious, 
killed one of the party members as the rest of the Steelhearts fled in an attempt to escape as a horde of demons poured into the capital of Taram. Consolidating their power, the Steelhearts determined that their best course of action next would be to deal with the threat uh, that a particular lich posed that they had had to deal with in getting the Soulstone, which took our adventurers to the north of Yuskurva, uh, the far continent of Grand Terra, uh, where they found the Unending Hive. The, or the, sorry, the Hive of Ruin. Uh, this ancient pile of debris formed from endless amounts of kingdoms that had risen and fallen in the same place with their buildings collapsed on top of each other ever shifting forming this constantly influx maze which is where they found Grummond after adventuring through the maze for some time they were eventually confronted with a very powerful band of demons who had come to collect the head of Ghent Manar who had earned the ire of their general through the draw of a card from the deck of many things. During the fight, Titania, who had previously rejected Ternalian as the new god-emperor and thus the source of her divine powers, struck a deal. Ternalian's power to aid in the killing of these enemies. And so the god-emperor of Taram took to the field, aiding the Steelhearts in their fight. At the end of the fight, he demanded payment. And when Titania refused to provide it, he ripped from her the spark of divine power that she had been born with, consolidating it into his form. Now at this part, point, Ternalian had already ascended. He was de facto the god-emperor of Taram, and a true god among mortals. What this means for the world, the Sealhearts didn't know. But they retreated, trying to find allies where they could, resources where they could, and a solution, something to kill the unkillable. Since then, a year has passed. The Steelhearts have gone their separate ways in various directions, keeping up with each other as best they can, but seeking what information they could as best they could. Some of them training, some of them looking for clues, <coughs> some of them hunting for secrets, some of them just keeping an eye on the others. But a year passes, and over the course of that year, Ternalian's power grows, as Taram is rapidly transformed from a progressive technological marvel on the coast to a city of fiends. The black steel and stone structures that so clearly identified Taram on the uh, nights on the morning sky and the night sky were replaced with large, red, angry, twisted towers of metal and bone. The sort of structures that fiends take particular pride in crafting. The powerful industry of Taram was warped, 
into a steady stream of hellforges, from which these fiends could carve all number of weaponry out of the local resources and populace. As their power spreads over the course of the year, the land itself begins to reflect it. Soon the mountains and rivers and fields of the empire of Turam have rotted away, leaving behind blackened ground and ash. Rivers of a slightly darker red color than previously, and the occasional body on the ground, having been murdered in casual cruelty. The city of Fiends is now a landmark, a place from which people stay away. Now our lens turns to a house, some distance away from Taram, but on the same continent, further west along the coast. It's a large, now old, structure, about a year, a little over, built with a bag full of gold gotten from as a gift from an uncle and standing long empty by the time the first of the Steelhearts arrives. So, of those of you that identify as Steelhearts, which of you arrives first? It probably Valdeth being the probably most generally organized. Valdeth? William, go ahead and describe what Valdeth looks like after a year of having not seen her as she approaches the empty home of the Steelhearts. Uh, Valdeth is dressed in much lighter fare than would be the typical case for those who had met her when she started her journey. Uh, instead of the heavy armor, she now wears the simple traveling garb made of tough leather and hide um, with a staggering variety of weapons, both on her waist and back. Uh, as she approaches the somewhat the still round face and uh, inquisitive features uh, marred by a little bit more hardship, perhaps a little bit more furrow in the brows uh, with the iconic long brown hair that reaches down to like just below the waist, still pulled back in that familiar ponytail, though perhaps a bit more wild than it used to be. Um, the particular uh, septum ring of the Minotaur finally actually hanging from her nose rather than on her wrist as she had promised that it would be at some point. Uh, with those familiar massive jewel encrusted gauntlets uh, the only remaining piece of her armor that is still shown on her. Uh, she walks both heavier and prouder with a back that shoulders that seem to be squared against a heavy burden but yet a back that is straight with 
the confidence to face it. Uh, those uh, ever wary green eyes taking in everything around her, the sight of a building that she hasn't seen in a year for the most part. Uh, almost wondering if any of the problems that they had left to stew for this year have, are waiting inside to face her as she approaches. The gates outside the front door on the, along the porch are closed. You head up to them, try them, they open freely. They've been oiled recently. The house, having not been lived in for the most part, but still seems to have some amount of activity going on within it. She'll step inside and look around. Open the front door and step into the sunroom, which was the sort of first opening area. The insides have been dusted and well kept. There are no fires going. There are no lights on at the moment, but you do hear the faint, soft chanting of something mystical happening in what you remember to be... uh, one of the rooms on the right-hand side near to the laboratories. I'll go and check and see who that is. So I pull back up. Yeah, the rooftop state. There it is. You head over, walking actually past the uh, arcane laboratory, past the library to just before the bathrooms. There's one final door. That is currently ajar, and you look into it, and you see, standing atop a stone pedestal that has deep, riveted grooves carved into it, a face you haven't seen in a while. Long blonde hair pulled back tightly in a braided ponytail, red robes, pristine as ever, with a staff in one hand and an arm and a hand slowly carving runes in the air which you watch as they are reflected in the stone is a net Valkorian. Ma'am, Bella says from the doorway. She doesn't respond. She seems to be deep in this particular incantation. And as she brings her hand in a smooth circle and then carves forward, completing this intricate rune in the air, there's a pulse of magic as the rune on the floor activates. She turns, looks at you, composes herself. Valda, you'll find that this teleportation circle has now been made permanent. I've been taking care of the house while you've all been away and figured I should solidify something for you. I appreciate that, acting as a good neighbor and all that. She, she says, looking at, uh, towards the door where there is another house that spontaneously appeared across the way. Yes, there is another. There is indeed still another house across the street in much better condition than the Grifftop estate, but it's more frequently lived in, so. Well, I believe she sort of pauses for a second, thinks, gestures with a hand. And we're going to cut away from this scene. 
Ithram. You're muted, Cody. Yes. Yes. You have been studying in a library. Presumably, the planner, the library of the that uh, you have a magical manner that gener- generates yeah. from a key. This is about nine months of the year. So, a few, about four months ago from the point where Valdeth is walking back into the Griftop Estate. It's long enough that some of those changes that the rest of the party will see in a few months have already settled in. So, it, Cody, describe what Ithram looks like now after the majority of a year. Um, he... If anything, his hair has probably gotten a little bit a little bit longer. He tries to keep it maintained, uh, a little bit more unkempt. Um, the uh, Steelheart's um, cloak uh, is a bit more tattered because he's been going around places to places looking. Uh, whenever he finds something, he immediately teleports off to that area. Um, just a bit more ruffled or not ruffled uh everything's a bit more roughed up and uh he looks a bit tired but yeah as you're standing in the library flipping through some more books puzzling over what to do next where to go next there's a knock on the door of the tower mage hand open the door well, you're up in the library. If you recall, oh, the library okay, is up yeah. at the top of the, yeah. the tower. You have to go down. Then, yeah, I'll uh, kind of give a puzzling look and then turn around and head that way. You step out into the open, the open uh, irised gate to the top floor of the tower uh, and float down towards the front door, which should be invisible to... I mean, I guess somebody who could see invisibility would be able to open, would be able to see it, but there's another, um, there's another knock. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just have my hand on my flail and prepping a, a booming blade or anything, uh, and then slowly, you know, hide that bit behind the door as I open it. You notice two things as you open the door. One, it's not where you left it. Or at least, it's not connected to where you left it. As you open the door, instead of seeing whatever cave or hillside you had initially cast the door into, you see an endless expanse of stars. The astral plane. Now, you had known that this particular abode effectively dwelled in the astral plane. It's just that fact was never relevant, because for the time that you're in there, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So you'd never actually thought about its connection until now. Additionally to the Sea of Stars, there is a boat. Sort of a single uh, single passenger rowboat, basically. Just hovering with a plank that's been laid against the rough, rocky outcrop atop which this tower stands. And standing on the plank, having just been knocking the door, Holly, please describe what you look like. 
she is about six feet tall. Um, she is a tiefling and she has dark blue skin with little bits of silver and white scattered. She looks as if she's the night sky. She has two long horns decked out with all sorts of golden uh, jewelry. She has hair that almost seems to change between bluish to purple to black. And it's loose and wavy and goes about to her mid-back. She has a long blue tail with silver at the end of it. And she wears several layers, um, kind of a gypsy style outfit in reds and golds and blues. And she is very curvy. She has a very low cut top and a high slit in her skirt. She has a sword at her side and she has a see-through cloak of bluish black on her back. Hello, can I help you? Upon opening the door, she will wrap her arms around you in a very familiar way. Ithram, darling, you are not an easy person to find. Little intentional on my part. I'll open the door more. She she's already in. She has okay, yeah. stepped in at this point. Okay. She is wrapped around you. <laughs> Ithram, person on chest, flail in hand, confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll shut the door behind her. Uh, or no, I'll leave it open because I don't want to risk closing the connection. I don't know what brought her here, but uh, what what exactly were you looking for me for? Of course, where are my manners? Uh, I am Vespia. She will step back and offer a hand. I'll take it. Shake. I, I've been familiar with you for a while, but we haven't formally met yet. I believe you've been looking for me, or at least what I work for. I am a seeker for the true library. Ithram goes, like, he's already red, but then, like, clay, like, dried clay brick red (laughs) for a second. Oh, all right. right. Um, uh, Greetings. Uh, Um... You're correct. Uh, Insight check. I just want to make sure she's not here to kill me. Yeah, go ahead. You'd be dead. (laughs) With my super high insight. 13. Um, What's your um, what's your wisdom score, Holly? 13. 13. Hey. Um. She doesn't seem like the kind of person that hides a whole lot. Um, at least not not like uh, uh, socially. Um, s- seems fairly uh, on the up and up as far as you can tell. And this is good news. Um, I have uh, what. Uh, what 
you are also very impossible to find, uh, if I could be frank, so far. Um, We're meant to be that way. It's more of a we come to you sort of situation. And lucky for you, killing a god and the destruction of this plane or planet, that's a we need to come to you sort of situation. I am happy you all took an interest. (laughs) And that, we'll cut away again. That's a really good that's a really good line to cut away on. Back to Valdeth. As and yet as, as Annette sort of waves a hand slightly, the blue teleportation circle suddenly glows a vibrant red as it flashes, and the runes that are carved into the stone expand out several times over, engulfing the room in this magical light as it rises from the ground, and then, just as quickly as it started, dissipates. Standing behind Annette, on the pedestal, is the familiar sight of Ithram, and the less familiar sight of a blue tiefling. Wrapped around him. Didn't know you were, didn't know you were dating, Ithram. <laughs> <laughs> it's a relatively new situation. Annette looks back over. That's shoulder. not a no. <laughs> I mean, that's. I heard not a no. <laughs> Annette looks back over her shoulder. Ah. Well, you didn't say you were bringing guests. Didn't know I was leaving. <laughs> now, aside from now, this is this is four months beyond where you were just at, so. The two of you have had conversations that will come out to the rest of the group once they're there. Um, aside from Ithram and Vespia, who would be the second person to arrive at the Griftop Estate? It, uh, did you see the thing I sent to you in Roll20? To who? I know you got a uh, oh. To you, John. You got, um, I know you got a lot of legs in the air. Yeah. This would be a, a essentially a lean in. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, all right. At that moment, as as uh, Ithram sort of announces his confusion, uh, directly behind you, actually, further down the hall, uh, a door kicks open because that's where the kitchen is. Craig. What does Grumman look like after a year as he comes out of the kitchen? Uh, Grumman is currently wearing um, uh, most of what he's actively wearing is concealed by a a large grease-spotted apron. Um, And um, he is wearing sort of beaten, scuffed old house slippers Um, as he he comes out. Seems like he's wearing if he's if he's wearing a shirt under the apron, it's one of the sleeveless ones like he usually wears. Um, his hair is uh, is 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 neatly combed, neater than probably most of you have seen it, uh, pomaded again. Uh, his his mutton chops are looking nicely brushed, uh, as well as the mustache, his chin cleanly shaved. 
Uh, he's he's a little rounder. Um, uh, put on some 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 comfortable weight over the year uh, that compared to when he was living a bit harder than he usually does up uh, up in the the, the ruins scrounging around. Um, and he currently has um, a spatula in one hand and a and a, and a wooden spoon uh, in the other. And as he leans around the door, uh, looks out and goes. Oh, right. Looks like more people are showing up. I'll put another pot on and uh, let's see. Some more links in the pan. All right, then. Come on down when you're ready. And pops back into the kitchen. Come on, you bloody bellmender. So, with Grummond having snuck into the kitchen and begun cooking already, uh, who would be the next person to arrive? Um... Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll go ahead. All right. Annabella, as you approach the exterior of the Griftop Estate, a place you've been to once or twice before, but not as as often or frequently as the others have been, what do you look like after a year? So Annabella, um, when she got on her own, immediately sort of began to do a lot of self-reflection. Everything that she was when you all met her was based in what she was raised to be. Uh, So she has, in the time that she spent, of course, doing homework, studying and trying to find um, the the, the best way to go about the job that has to be done. She's also, of course, been training, keeping her skills sharp, but also taking time to figure out who she is. And uh, so after a year, uh, her hair is a lot less worked with. Um, it's still straight, but it's it's straight back uh, in a single ponytail. Um, her uh, armor has had uh, the steel hearts emblem embroidered on it. Um, her posture has changed significantly where she used to read of military and um, warrior. She's more regal, more noble now. She walks with a, a lot more grace and elegance. Um, but adversely, her general demeanor is much more friendly, much more um, kind. Uh, she's not nearly as weighed down by responsibility or anything of the sort, and she can just be herself. So that that shows as well. Um, so she, oh, she stopped wearing the eye patch all the time as well. She still has it, but she doesn't wear it constantly anymore. Um, so yeah, that's, that's effectively it. You walk up to the gate, step through the door, Expecting that some people have already been here ahead of you, because you weren't exactly in a rush to get here. It's about that time that you hear, uh, Grumman, you bloody bellmender, from one corner of the house, and a door slam in response. I'm immediately going to find where that door slammed. So, Valdeth, as you call out after Grumman, poking their head around the corner, coming through the central combat training area, uh, is Annabella. Oh, good. Oh. Annabella. Hey, everyone. Um, where I heard Grumman. Where's Grumman? 
In the kitchen, making food, as he usually does. Let's get another kettle on. Cool. Uh, great. Um, hi. I'm going to go see him. So, yeah. All right, you, it's very close to where Valdeth is already standing. You open the door. There's a kitchen. It's a it's a it's a fairly small kitchen. Not 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 meant for eating in. Mostly just meant for preparing. Uh, but Grumman is looks at home as usual amongst the cooking utensils. He's got the um the extra arms from the from the forearm bracers out that look like you know the head on a on a on a, on a glass of beer sort of foam rising up and they're reaching out and grabbing things and one of them is sprinkling something into a pan that he's in the middle of frying he turns around as the door opens um uh, says oh you are coming and turns around and four arms open up one of them gently putting down a pan behind him as he walks over towards you she immediately hugs him and Yes, is is it's a very warm, very friendly hug. Um, and uh, it's uh, I'm returned with enthusiasm. He says, "No, no, all this against me. I've got a couple of things on the fire, not metaphorically, literally over there. But come on over with me. I'll get you something to drink. Um, you want a sausage? Those are just about done. You can eat on one of them while I'm getting the real meal together. And you've got to tell me all about your year. Sure. Yeah." Well, you first. You, I mean, you've probably done a lot more interesting things than I have. Oh, By the way, the accent is noticeably gone. Oh, okay, okay, good, good to know. Um, I, I mean, it, based on her comment, he's not going to comment on that. But I'd say, oh well, I don't know about more interesting, but uh, it's been a busy year. I went back home to Swiggle. Um, uh, I've got a new grandbaby. My ninth arrived. Um, my middle puppy uh, had a, a little Eba, so just just joined the bellmen. There is always more of us ringing all around the bend. Um, the broken bell has been doing well, but uh, seemed like time to get on the road again. Uh, always got some plans, some plans. I know we have that whole, you know, sort of living good wanting to ride out but uh maybe more importantly i've got some ideas for a new brew oh just need a few things for it so that's been me mostly. only you grumman would be at the end of the world planning what to do next well i mean you go to have something to drink as you watch the lights go out now don't you that's an interesting way to put that but i guess so now well you- you look tired. Do you want something to wake you up or something to settle you down? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I knew I missed you. And starts uh, pouring some coffee into a cup and then adding several additional things to it. All right. And so with that happening, who's next to arrive at the estate? Jeremy, me or you? I mean, so the whole thing is Sin doesn't consider themselves part of the Steelhearts, and that was the specific question that was asked. So they will definitely be holding off. All right. I'll come next. Um, Later in the, like, this is 
I think in the afternoon, probably, it sounds like. Um, I'm coming once the sun's down. Okay, so with that knowledge, Ghent, would you be arriving after the sun's down as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. So in that case, Sin is the next one to arrive. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly because, you know, you have this thing called promptness. Uh, <laughs> which is probably a learned response dealing with Galadir for as long as right. you have been, but, you know. Uh, so, while the, uh, the, the house is beginning to liven up a bit, uh, you do appear out towards the gate. Uh, what does Sin look like after a year gone? So, Sin hasn't changed a single bit. Uh, walking up towards the gate, uh, they are um, they are specifically uh, Drissa. Um, and they, other than probably being cleaned up compared to because we we parted on a fairly hectic situation. Same clothing, hair the exact same length, same sort of sort of down to about mid back red. Um, uh, identical makeup, weapons on. Uh, uh, I remember here, uh, a dagger on side, a scarf, uh, the whole bit just looks absolutely identical. Well, you enter to the sound of yep. people talking and uh, the smell of food cooking. Just quietly sort of enters, slides, is, is, moves off and sort of takes a lean along the wall, just watching until somebody notices. <laughs> Eventually, Valdeth. Uh, so, Valdeth, after having watched say, Annabella You're so not being the... helpful for you, John, I know. I say, That's fine. I, I, I say, it would be Valdeth being the only other person who's really paying much attention. Uh, yeah. uh dear, yes, sir. Hey. Valdeth? The one person here I've actually seen recently. You look delightful. From it does uh, a double take and says, Wait, Jerissa, but I, I thought... I thought Annie Ed was sin. Points towards the, the teleportation room. No, Annette's Titania's mother. Oh. I do appreciate that I've inspired the fact that anyone could be me, though. Well, I just assumed. You know what they say about assumptions. It's always a good idea. <laughs> That's the literal opposite of what they say, but all right. I know where I'm from. <laughs> I have missed you so much, bro. I missed you too. I missed all of you. Teresa, you keep me on my toes. I do enjoy it. It's a, it is an enjoyable ha uh, pastime of mine. So that that just like, leaves that just leaves the people that I'm waiting for in specific. Valdez says as she kind of casts a necklace that's hidden underneath uh, a necklace. The ends on the ends of which are hidden underneath her outfit. Most of us are here. There is a particular lacking. If I were to guess, I don't know. 
noticeably, noticeably. I didn't want to interrupt anyone, but like upon meeting each of you, she will like very familiarly like walk over and like drape her arms, give you hugs, just drape herself on you. Oh, hello. And she knows you each by name. Uh, do I use this? I don't. I, Ithram, you do know her. From it mouths. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe this one soon. You're saying something, John. I was saying, Ithram, you do know her name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, this This is Vespia. She is, uh, ha- well, so how open with you are that you're an agent of the True Library? Oh, very open. Okay. Uh, she is one of the um, protectors of the True Library. Oh, uh, do I? Do we know that'd, what that is? That'd be how she knows all of our names, then. Yes. Yes. You all. You all. As a refresher Wee. for the as a refresher for the players that have uh, that have been away from this for a while, the true library was something that some of you had been seeking. Uh, it is, as far as you're aware, uh, it is the repository of basically all magical knowledge in the in creation. Uh, it is the it is where all spells once crafted are stored. And it is where the knowledge of those spells is drawn back out from, from by the various spellcasters that might discover or rediscover them. Oh, that would be why what, she the magic okay. hard drive was it was it Salzbach that originally told us about that? I feel right. Uh, you uh, d- no, uh, no, no. Um, God, Aaron's character. Yes, um, Carolina. Um, uh, Carolina. 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 That's I mean, right. Carolina. Ithram, Carolina. Ithram did an Arcana check and. Ithram yeah. had a little bit of knowledge about it. You did learn more about it from Solzbach, but that was not the yeah. original place you learned about it. Yeah. You just became my favorite person on this plane. Thank you, darling. If I've that got, does not surprise me at all. If I've got a sense for the dramatic, and I think I do, we probably won't see the other two until after it's dark. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, I don't know about Gin, but Lady Titania has always had a clear contact. That would fit. Oh, hello. Do you walk in, Titania? Yeah, she's peering around the corner. Oh, there he is. I made a new one for you. He's holding up a glass. Okay. So, Mara, what does Titania look like after a year? Um, so she looks older. Um, like she's uh finally uh settled into a consistent season which is spring her hair is green uh at this point um she is like not as bubbly as before um but she's smiling at all of you uh and she looks more she's like moving around more assuredly and she has um uh like purplish kind of robes on and is holding a um that that um nimbus stuff that she was using before it has been modified with a large scythe blade and the um like half circle of the um, moon sickle is attached to it she's holding that kind of by her side and Hi. as 
as as soon as Valdeth sees Titania, there's this like immediate like exhale, like all the weight that it can be seen on Titan on Valdeth's shoulders just kind of relaxes for a minute. I'm going to go over and give you a hug. And then I'm gonna go over and hug everyone because this is lovely. People. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Good to see you. Yeah. Welcome back. How has everyone been? Oh, you know, a lot less stressed out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad one of us was. About to end. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> Different, sort of. Like, okay, yes, the world is totally not in a good place, and obviously we have a job to do, but that job is um, somehow less... Thank you. Um, that job is somehow less stressful than my other job. We do it by choice now, don't you? So, yes. I'm glad to see everyone. Uh, who are you? I look over as, at our tiefling. As Vespia wraps herself around you. Hi! <laughs> I'm Vespia, darling. Yeah, she's really, really friendly. And Hi. from the true library. So. Oh. I came with Ithram to assist all of you. Ah, okay. That I didn't know. Doubly my favorite person. You seem you seem to have snagged a girlfriend is from. Uh not quite. She just showed up on my doorstep. <laughs> it's how I made yeah. my boy. That's not I don't think voice. she's uh, I very specific she shows affection to. There's certain that I don't, but most people. Good to know. So it's really nice. Oh, good. No, that that was it. I've lo- I've lost Grumman's voice. I need a minute to reorient. <laughs> He's Russian now, apparently. Sorry. Oh, let's avoid that. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we started, so I know. Like, I kind of ah, like fuck, the idea of Russian. <laughs> I mean, no, that is that is genuinely excellent. So, meanwhile. The sun at this point has begun to go down. You all like you all started arriving fairly late in the day, um, considering that Annette had finished casting her tall virgin circle. And uh, Titania, as you finish hugging people, uh, you do see your mother stepping through the hallway, giving you a slight nod, and continuing on out of the building. Um, having done whatever it was that she was meant to do here. Uh. Upon seeing Titania's mother, I, of course, give appropriate greeting and respect. She nods, continues on. Seems intent to not impose upon the group much longer. But as that transition occurs, out uh, on the fishing dock, a very very tattered wooden boat clunk clunks against the dock as a bit of rope 
throws itself onto the dock and expertly knots itself around uh, one of the... I can't think of what they're supposed to be called. I want to call Island it a stanchion, stuff. but I guess or it's a, a cleat. <laughs> cleat. Mm. Uh, Gent, what does Gent look like as he climbs off of this rickety boat onto the dock? Uh, John, you might want to check the bottom left corner of the map as a spare sin token. Gent looks like he's had a rough year. Hmm. Well, he's um, a halfling now. <laughs> not that rough of a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only things that look in good quality right now are any of his magical implements. Most of his cl- standard clothing, um, his boots, his pants, his tunic are are all very worn pretty salt stained and mud spattered even there's a faint uh healing of some probably minor but fairly recent injury on his forehead um he's got about a month uh, about a about a month's beard on uh and he's got the burned hilt of the finger of the profaned hanging off his hip the emperor's virtue still holstered uh, on his left, uh, he his his uh, his right arm. Uh, there's a there's a bracer with some sort of magical contraption attached to the outside uh, on the top of the forearm. His tattoos are a little more faded now. Uh, some of the ink has begun to spread just a bit, like they do when they age. Um, it's, his hair's kind of swept back and and tied at the nape of his neck, still with the undercut uh, side shave up the uh, up the left side. And he takes the lantern off the the uh, the prow of the the little boat that he sailed in, and hoods it so that it's only shooting a beam straight forward rather than to all uh, all angles goes in uh, up the dock and starts working his way up this the uh through the tunnel and up the stairs to the well, interior. As you as you work your way up the dock, you hear mm-hmm. the sound of wood splintering and cracking. Uh-huh. The boat you, go down. You look back and you just watch as that boat finally gives up and collapses into the river. Yeah. Suppose I should count myself lucky it took me this far. He watches a bit of the bit of uh, the bit of the boat that the rope was anchored to, just mm-hmm. sort of begins skipping along the water as it can't right. get away from the dock because the rope's still there. Yep, it'll be fine. Like two steps away from Jack Sparrowing on onto the dock. Pretty I was much. Say, it's too bad you didn't get that moment of just casually walking. <laughs> just step in. I was thinking the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so shortly thereafter, you all that are in the building hear the sound of the massive chains rattling. That signifies the elevator in the basement is being activated. Oh, gee, I wonder who that will be. That'll be our last, Valdez says. I mean, either that or something coming up from the depths of hell to destroy us. But yes, probably it'd be pretty ballsy. I've seen worse. Are you saying that the Infernal have not gotten pretty ballsy as of late? Because you're wrong, if so. Fair point. Yep. How deep does your elevator go? Just out of curiosity. To the the seed level. Said what I said. Okay. 
No, it, hell, it, it doesn't traditionally go all the way to hell, no. Okay. It's been a while since the elevator's been used, so you're it's particularly loud, even louder than normally, uh, as you're just sort of hearing these the rust getting knocked off of these chains as they bring up something heavy, that something heavy being the elevator, of course. Oh, speaking of Valda, and the, the pit fiend on working. it. I haven't checked yet. I was going to in a minute. I'll get started on that. Wait, hold on a minute. What what was it? The hot tub. We have hot tubs. They're magnificent. We do. I need I it's need to see. It's currently being used as an excuse to run away. I need to I... see you and Ghent at the same time. Hold still. Yes. Okay. Are you, I, are you afraid I, I was going person? to put oil in the chains at the top of my list, but I think the hot tubs just went right up there. It For should, that yes, that, that's deserved. There's two of them. Okay. Well, uh, dibs on one. <laughs> well, there's room. There's room for like six people in one. What if we converted one to like a giant tub of fondue? Get working. I was literally about to say, <laughs> I think that I think that Grumman might be wanting to use one for like a stew. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why that surprised. You uh, wouldn't want you wouldn't want to go bathing in 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 stew. That would be crazy. Now fondue. Now you're onto something. So Gent, what? as you ascend the stairs. The mm-hmm. elevator oh, having gotten you up there a little bit earlier. Uh, you hear Grummond going idiots. on about the benefits of fondue. What you hear is idiots. You can use that, that, that's, that's, that's That's whose voice I hear first, though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sort of half turns back to the elevator. You hit the down button repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor the boat already boat. sank. Yeah. <laughs> He's nobody's bathing in fondue oh annabella's the next person he hears yeah yeah he's definitely back on the elevator <laughs> i mean do as, not as as valdeth hears as valdeth hears steps starting back down the starting back down the stairs you just <sighs> can't get up here we're all here do not make me dimension door hold you Gent, would you rather swim in stew or fondue Settle a bit. No, nobody's settling it. Hello, Dave. Nobody <laughs> steps up to, pushes made... the doors open and steps up. And, imme- and immediately has Valdeth at his waist with a hug. Oh, yeah. Nope. Give me yeah. a... Arms around All arms right. around both his girls. Valdeth, give me an athletics check. Gent, give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> you know I have advantage on those, right? Yep. Excellent. I've lost. Co- I've probably lost concentration on something. <laughs> <laughs> and now seventeen thousand people have died. Good job, Gent, uh, Gent. You like the hug comes in hard, and you're not expecting it. And there's mm-hmm. a popping in your lower back, and you feel yep. like you just gained an inch from a from a from you know some correction to your spine. Okay. Hello, darling. Valdez puts him down after having probably lifted him off the ground oh, yeah. for oh, right. inch. <laughs> Small but strong. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bends down to give her a kiss. Returns it. And now that I've got both of you here, Valdez says, pulling them both in. 
out. And she reaches to the necklace that's hanging, that's, that's sitting underneath her vest and pulls it out where there are three rings hanging off of it. She takes the necklace off and unloops the chain of the ring and hands a finely intricate and detailed cobalt ring to Ghent and an ironwood ring to Tanya. Perfectly recreated and then given some extra detail and embellishment for the trouble that she had to go through remaking them. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. Or as you two are Aww, making them the first time. Right, this is the first time, right? These are magnificent. Well, if those are created, I'm sure that we can defeat a god because I thought the, for- the latter would come before the former. I was not going to let a fucking mask white ruin my creations. <laughs> They're beautiful. Thank you. Leans over to give Titania a kiss as well. And I feel like that's when he sees Vespia for the first time. And the gun immediately comes out. He's not, he manages to not point it directly at her. Sorry, who's this? Whoa, uh, she's Help. good. She's good. A help from the true library, apparently. Red Pyron. She'll give him a wave. You down. Where's my mm. kiss? Oh, no, no. That's, don't, insight don't do that. check. <laughs> Make an insight check. 21. I would like to as well, if I can. What are you trying to insight, Jack? All right, so we hear representative of the true library. Is this another demon that's come to finish the job? Mm. Uh, Vespia, make a make a either a persuasion or a deception roll. Fourteen persuasion. Okay. Uh, again, you're sort of looking. Uh, and uh, Titania, what are you trying to incite? And Sin, what are you trying to incite? Um, Doesn't matter. Uh, it matters. It, what are you trying to incite? I roll dice. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what you're looking what, for might not be an opposed in- thing. What her intentions are with with those comments, I'm I'm still like feeling this person out basically. Um, okay. Not like probably specifically the angle against going for, um, but like. What is what is this? It feels manipulative. Um, I just want to double check kind of things. Okay. Whereas Sin is just a paranoid fucker and wants <laughs> to check everybody that they don't trust absolutely implicitly, which is themselves for lies. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, so... meanwhile, Grumman, in, in response to the where's my kiss, is just there's a long sigh and he gets out of the chair. All right, I'm coming. <laughs> if you're asking. Uh, so, Gent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tiefling, yes. Probably not a demon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Little too, little. If was, if was a demon would be more, less obvious about it. Like, demons are either. Yeah. Demons are either super obvious <laughs> or not at all obvious. Never the twain shall meet. This is somebody that's much that more in the middle though. of it. And okay. like the like 
you don't ask somebody if you're trying if if, if it, to your mind at least and to your experience if you're a fiend trying to hunt and kill somebody um if you if you give a line like "Where's my kiss?" that's immediately followed by uh, some number of hellhounds bearing down on you, rather okay. than mm-hmm. a smile. Mm-hmm. Um, Detanya, uh, uh, Holly, why is Vespia flirting? Just who she is. Okay. Ha. Uh, and is it sincere or is it just like she does this with everyone she does this with everyone okay and it's sincere no i don't know <laughs> yes oh, okay. yeah, no, both. Right. both absolutely interesting okay, <laughs> okay no lost dose <laughs> vespia hasn't really said enough for you to get a read on whether or not they're being truthful because all they've done so far is flirt right Everyone yes, else has literally said things. Everybody. Yeah, everyone else has said things about her, and them you trust, based right. on that role. She hasn't said anything that could be a Legit. lie. And Sin knows as well as anybody. If you're trying to be, if you're, if you're trying to avoid being deception, get to know people. That's how you start. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that's that's the general unclear. Try again later. Yes, <laughs> that, that's the general uh, uh, read that the group of you get. So yeah, Ghent will sort of step forward a little bit to just he he pulls the visor down to look at Vespia very intently through it. She. Uh... Oh, he's into, doing the thing. I'm going to step out of the way. She came into contact uh, a number of months ago and uh, is offered for help, I believe. You didn't mention in any of your letters, Ithram. Uh, it was rather sudden. You also didn't send any letters. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> he's been busy. I did. I'm, sh- I've, I'm I've sure we all visiting, have. I've been visiting some other planes. I'm sorry if some of the sending messages did not make it. It's fine. It's fine. I understand. It's okay. You, I, they probably all got lost. I didn't get any responses back to all the ones I sent to you, Gent. Oh, hello, Belmender. Oh, well, Gent is obviously awesome. still angry at everything, so clearly some things never change. I responded to you several times from and just in person. I know. It was great to see you. Why don't you tell everybody else they've got to come by the Broken Bell? Everybody's busy. Oh, but come on. Surely you learned why we named it that? Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can't beat it. (laughs) That's hilarious. How is... Did you get back to Swiggle? Oh, I did. Good. I'm sure it's... I've got some etchings of my new grandbabies. He pulls on (laughs) reaching into one of the pockets. (laughs) Yes. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm sure it took to Swiggles in order at some point, but I think we're all back here for a purpose. Yes. Gento yeah, we should get the word. Quite a while for a way to get into this place. Please do not shoot our first representative that we've met. This is our actual youngest. Second. Ago. You hear from Ethram. <laughs> that we've readings. met. The gun is holstered. Hmm? Lovely to see you as well, Sin. Or actually, you're Jerissa right now, right? Yes. All right. Jerissa. Hmm? 
So are we going to do pleasantries or are we getting right down to business? I think well, both. As far as I know, grumman has been making dinner, so there's that. We can eat and talk. True. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll bring it out and we can all eat and start talking. I can't do any of the teleportation shite the rest of you do, so I've been walking into town, so <laughs> I could use a fucking meal. Of course. Of course. I'll help you. You know, oh, you could have just contacted me. I could have teleported you several places. Valdeth, darling, we need to make sure that the uh, fishermen know that there's wreckage at the dock. Um, Good thing, finally. Well, I need to go around. deal with it. No, it was a pretty small boat. Hmm. I can make sure it's gone. Did, did you cut it loose at least? It's sort of fragmented, so there's only mm. a little bit that's still attached to the dock. Mm. You didn't? Okay. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> to, un to undo the rope? Well, I want to keep the rope. <laughs> do you know I'll, how much I'll money go you have? Why do you I'll, need that rope? I'll go haul the bit that's still attached to the rope out of the After dinner, after dinner, we're not going to have anybody sailing in rope? this late. Actually, John, you did say it nodded itself to the dock, right? It was magic rope, right? It was a lasso. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was unclear, so. <laughs> you know, the thing you can do where you put a knot, where you put a not yet fully knotted knot in a rope, get it around something and pull, and it knots itself. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I do Just enjoy, checking. I do Just enjoy checking. that D&D preempts players to assume <laughs> things are magical when there are things you can just do in real life. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Sometimes we forget. What's for we can tend to it after dinner, though. Titania, darling, I love the new scythe. Thanks. Looks very impressive. Mm, yeah, I'll put it away for dinner, though. What, what, what are we having? Well, uh, it's funny that you mentioned the dock because I put some time to use when I first got here and didn't see anybody else except for uh, again who I thought was Sin, but was actually your mum uh, working in the teleportation room. So I spent some time fishing. Um, I've got a couple of rather nice bream and uh, um, a few bass here and there. Anyway, um, I've, I've done some in a stew and then I've got a few fried with some gyps on the side and um, another one I've had in roasting. So I'm going to bring those out. That's just for a first course, but it's enough to get us started, I think. Um, I Right, exactly. Uh, it's always nice to be able to, uh, to to make a few things off menu. Um, I've got some rather nice, uh, rather nice whites to see us through this first dish, as well as uh, a particularly interesting green uh, that I brought along, a little bit more redolent of pear. But uh, here, uh, Annabella, appreciate the offer of help. Come on, let's dip along to the kitchen and bring it all out. Absolutely. Did you say green? I did. I did. Oh. I have to show it to you. Come on. And we'll head off down the, the hallway towards the kitchen. Meanwhile, I think the rest of us ought to repair to the dining room if we're going to have a feast. Indeed. Yep. I'm going to drop my stuff off in my room. And dust some of it. She's got road dust on her, so she's going to, like, clean up for a bit. But I'll head there. So you, you all eventually acquire food, clean yourselves up, put away things that you need to put away and sit down in the dining room just off the combat pit. Oh, one, one small detail that probably only Gent and Titania really notice is that Valdeth 
being of a particular lineage in Everstone can't grow a full beard, but she's been on the road for so long. There's just like the faintest hint of stubble across the chin. And mm-hmm, that's all mm-hmm. it's ever going to be because she can't grow a full size beard. But right. she has oh, I know that feeling. <laughs> oh, I'm into yeah, it. I don't know anything about that. Yep. I'm fascinated. This is oh, and G- Gent still is wearing his trademark dramatic scarf, so there is always these mm-hmm. faint, like, little, like, you know, like it blows in a non-existent wind every once in a while kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, he'll sit down. Uh, the breastplate comes off and leans up against the chair. Uh, the gun comes off his hip and just right on the table, uh, sort of 10 o'clock at the plate. Hey, and- uh, Gent? Would you mind um, taking your gun off the table, please? Sorry, old habits. Mm. Thank you. By the way, Anabella just said please and thank you to you. Right, yeah, not sarcastically. Right, yeah, notice that, yep. Mm -hmm. And he'll take it and kind of just set it on his lap. (laughs) (laughs) But both his hands are clearly in sight and he's, you know, since it takes now, she totally as a warrior, she totally understands the need to have your weapon in reach. Right. But like, <laughs> men, the we're princess not does no put her weapons on the table. Since it takes a while for like several courses to come out, Titania is going to add some decorations. She's going to uh, conjure up some flowers with Druidcraft. You all notice that it takes her longer than it used to. She's got to like concentrate on it. Um, mm-hmm. But she is doing it, and uh, there are lots of flowers that happen. So, Any particular species? Um, uh, what time of year is it? I don't even remember. Uh, right now, is it, it is. Like... It's it's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> it's supposed to be spring. Okay. Uh, but Taram doesn't really have a spring right now. It's mostly uh-huh. ash. Uh-huh. Um, she's doing kind of then then she she's kind of doing spring ones basically. Um, okay. like early spring. Um ones that she she's trying to kind of like reminiscent of the what has been growing at the Druid Circle where she's been doing her training. Um uh-huh. with, with those people. Um, the lots of like little small ones. Um, uh, yeah, sort of, I think like low, low growing, like viney ones, kind of that sort of thing. Okay. Valdeth, as she sits down, props the, the, the gun katana onto the side. Uh, but the rest of it, she just kind of, Every every other weapon, she just kind of tosses in the air and just vanishes into the invisible armory. Yeah. So so, how's everyone's year been? Good. I've been busy. Uh, <laughs> says exhausted. Yeah, I've been I've I've been re uh, training with uh, Abernar. With his, he had a group that he led out of Taram. And. Good man. Yeah. 
the city of Everstone. Sorry, go Sorry. Go ahead. Go on. I've mine's I'm, a little bit longer report. Gotcha. Um, I I just I've been um mostly keeping to myself, um reading what I can read and studying what I can study, but mostly my skills are you know, shooting things in the face. So I've been working on that and just kind of trying to shake off some of my old programming. So just kind of doing my own thing. Uh, the city of Everstone's been arming itself for demonic incursions. We've had a couple of skirmishes, nothing too major so far, but uh, House Stonebeard's been making sure that the rest of the dwarven houses are outfitted with firearms to try and even the odds. Uh, it's been hectic combining helping run a city along with hunting for potential leads on weapons that might be fatal to a divinity, considering I don't think anyone's ever killed a god in recorded history. And gets a little smirk on his face when you say that last, but just kind of nods and reaches out and pats you on the hand. Well, aside from the obvious one. I mean, as I believe, as you all know, I've been searching around for information that hopefully we will be able to learn very soon with new additions uh, and making sure you're all not going off and dying stupidly alone. I consider it a successful mission. You are welcome. Thank Look, you. I only died almost four times. Oh, was that more? Oh, managed not to. Yes. Although some of us, <clears throat> Dread Pirate, came close. Oh, nobody calls me that anymore. But uh, no. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. I know you weren't, Teresa, but I like to have my fun. The towers have the towers haven't seen this much work since the last war with the giants. Um, she says, referring to the massive gun towers that anyone who's been to Everstone mm-hmm. has oh, seen yeah. standing mm-hmm. outside the city. I re- yeah, no, Ghent remembers those very well. He gets a little bit of a faraway look in his eye, like, oh yeah, those things were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go back there sometime. Right. I want to try inscribing some spells into those fuckers. Are they, are they known sort of globally? Yeah, uh, the the city of Everstone being one of the pioneering heads of, of black powder development uh, is famous for having the Ten Towers, which are okay. massive gun towers that sort of guard the entrance of the city and the mountain mm-hmm. itself. So they were, a... they were cannons designed to shoot down dragons and giants. Gotcha. So that would be an easily understood reference. Yeah. Okay. It's been a bit uh, exhausting but eventful. Lots of lots of learning, lots of sharing information uh, between the Legion and uh, Jerissa when they visited. Mm-hmm. And how are they all doing? Is it spread that far or? So over the past year, many of you have all seen fiendish incursion 
throughout the globe. Um, or at least throughout the continents that you've all been able to travel to. There's There are other continents that you don't have on the map because nobody's nobody from this side of the world has gone there. Um, there have been pockets of fiends popping up here and there, more so than, than usual. Um, the fiend hunters from Morn have been basically international for a while now. Um, and uh, have been you know dealing with them as best they can wherever they have forces but they are more uh traditional they would be more traditionally referred to as exorcists than army so uh every 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 kingdom nation uh government has been having to deal with some amount of it um but not anything an ithram you you as from a more like global perspective sin and ithram the two of you would have would know this part not on any large enough scale to be considered a true attack it seems to be more an ambient loosening of leashes than like an, an amassing of forces except for Taram, which very clearly has built up uh, right. a fiendish presence demons are being allowed to Kinda roam like... rather than sent on the offensive yeah, nothing coordinated that I've been able to determine but they are more prevalent in right. areas they previously weren't. People are scared. Indeed. Likely so. So, Vespia, what have you been up to since I've last seen you? And don't hold back. Tell me everything. Do you have the next year or two? I mean, I don't think we have that long before the end of the world, but... No, you probably don't. Well, it's good that we have a representative of the true library, given it's a yeah iconic repository of all knowledge. I'm sure you know exactly what we need in order to fix this problem. So do spill. Oh, I like that because I was just thinking about her blind optimism. It was, was so refreshing. While well, while Vespia is talking, Gent, Gent winks at at, uh, at Annabelle. Hmm? <laughs> you believe we call that sarcasm, but. While while Vespia is talking, first talking, Grumman tries to catch Ithram's eye and kind of like winks and then gives a thumbs up. Like, <laughs> oh, the Valid made a spin offhand comment and Grumman's just taking it as writ now. Yep. I mean, I got a passive perception of 11, so there's a solid chance he totally missed. <laughs> <laughs> Anthrum's just like, look, there, I have not had personal space for four months now. <laughs> Fuck my yeah, life. I had, I had a tower all to myself. <laughs> not anymore. Nope, nope. When Grumman does that, Vespia just wraps her arms around Ithram again and gives him a wink. A what? <laughs> Roman repeats repeats the same thing, but this time to her about Ithram. There's <laughs> yes, good food. Yeah. <laughs> Ithram, I have seen a lot of awkward deflections in my time, but that's a new high. But does Vespia have anything to share? Yes, she does. Um, 
Yes, I'm, I'm aware of your current situation. And from what I've seen, there are two ways that you can take this god down. One of them would be a ritual of hypotheosis. Apotheosis. Sorry. Sorry. Hypotheosis. I wrote it down, I wrote it down incorrectly. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Hypotheosis just means you come up with some really good prob- possible solutions to something. Sorry, I wrote <laughs> right. these down yeah. when you were talking to me, John, and I think I just wrote it down the that's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Apotheosis. Thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna fix that. We just need to ascend to godhood. Is that all? That means that these doesn't are sound not difficult at all. Neither of these are easy solutions. You are dealing with a god. I, I I'm aware. I That's deflect fair. using humor. Me too, actually. Yes, you do. Now That's I know. You. I, I know where to find one of these rituals, if you are interested. And the other option that you've seen? The other option is I know the location of a shard of idols. So the thing that started you, this mess. You can drop it and release it. It's not controllable. It's not an ideal option, but neither of these really are. But it can kill him. I mean, we've seen that it can kill a god. Also seen where Idos wanders, and that was not a good place. There are maybe some others? Oh. If I can be frank, based off what we learned about... I assume about, you can. I, mm, that's true, I could if I wanted to. I'm sure he's lovely. Um, I don't have a Frank yet. I might have to think about that. But when last we were all together, we learned certain things about Idos and what Idos was attempting to do. I don't know if fucking around with that is a great idea. Yeah, I never thought I'd be in a situation where ascending to Godhood was the best answer. (laughs) I would recommend that one. I mean, if you're asking my opinion. I'm not opposed to having divine power, but mm, we do such really. wonderful things with it. But must be just out of curiosity, are you familiar with the name Morath? Would you be familiar with that? Give me a history check. Vesper. Can Ghent take a history check on that too, or no? You can with disadvantage. Okay. Vespia is the only one that can make it with uh flat roll. <clears throat> 18 12 totally do that. um it's so we'll we'll uh, uh are you making a roll Annabella? yes okay i'll wait for that roll to hit one second i need to mark this advantage three i'm totally going to fail this by the way i just need to do it <laughs> legit yeah i heard a name and I read books. 16. Fuck. Nice. What is... Uh... Oh, okay. I'm still waiting on that one. Yeah. I'm sorry. My Rural 20 is being glitchy and dumb. 
It does that. I, I got a three, which means Grumman misheard and thought <laughs> that Vespria is familiar with more ass and is choking on his drink. <laughs> I mean, I mean, th that's another conversation. <laughs> that one does seem to be a given. Say, misheard, but not, right po but possibly not inaccurate. <laughs> oh, come on. Yes, I am. Give me just a minute. Didn't actually manage to mute there. All right, let me try this. If you're still having difficulties, uh, I can hit the button for you if you want. Is this your transformer? There it uh, goes. Hey, there we go. Hey. Oh, nicely wow. done. Wow. wow. I got an 18 nice. with disadvantage. Oh, well done. done. Is this your transformer? So, starting with the lower ones that aren't Vespia. <laughs> um, transformer. Yeah, Grumman, exactly what you said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ghent. You're sort of just like racking your brain. You feel like you've read that word before, but it probably was in a language. You, you, like as far as you can tell, that's like a it's like a root word in a language for something. Not yeah. a not a name. You're not aware of it as any sort of a name, like proper noun or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Ithram, you've 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 seen the name referenced before. But you have no idea any context about who or what it is. Um, you mostly, like, mostly it seemed to be in, in, in far, far older texts that were being translated and translating, and the name was never, the name in those texts was never determined to be relevant uh, to, the, to the actual translation, so it was often just, you know, uh, left as is and assumed to be a different word or something. Okay. Um, uh, Annabella, you know you've heard Annette say that name before. Annette Valkorian. Mm -hmm. You know you don't you do not recall the context or what she was talking about. You just mm -hmm. know you've heard that name from her before, as like. In in a, in a conversation that was like sort of a uh, a scholarly conversation referencing something, Vespia. Uh, Morath is not your field of expertise. Um, you're a seeker. You're not a scholar. So you mm -hmm. don't you don't study a whole lot of the stuff in the library. You just come across things and then learn it there. But you have friends. Um, and one of your alternates, <laughs> one of your one of your uh, splinter selves, uh, has done some studying on it, um, and occasionally in meditation you've seen these books. Um, Morath is the first mortal, specifically the first mortal to have died. Um. In the history of creation, in the history of all the various multiple material planes, the very first 
Mortal first death mortality was Morath. Who asked me the question? Uh, Jerissa. Jerissa. Okay. Um, yes, I am familiar with the name. I need to know more about them. I know a little bit. What, I feel... what sort of information are you looking for? Everything. That? Morath was oh. the first mortal to die. Yes. On Grand Terra. Not oh. this one. On anywhere. Would, would that comment be understood by most folks about not this one? Like, how common knowledge is it that this is not the everyone first other, Everyone other than Sin... Actually, no, everyone can make me an Arcana check, uh, except for Vespia, who already knows this information, and we'll have it in a second. To be fair, Seven. Sin is very much just making a, a... has made assumptions based on that information. Yeah. I mean, Valeth knows a little bit about it just by virtue of dealing with IDOS on the regular. So. Yes. Collating the amount that they've learned about IDOS and having heard this one, Sin, Sin has made educated guesses and just goes with them. Um, I'm sorry, you're not going to roll. You're just going to stick with what, you, what your Sin's educated guesses are? You know what? What the fuck? Why not? Dangerous game for you. <laughs> I mean, I can't be less than what I yeah. already yeah. believe. No, like you can't, right. no matter what you roll, you already have what you what yeah. you the character right. like have made assumptions of. Um, this is for additional information. Right. So, Titania, you know that uh, you know that um, there is a cycle of death and rebirth that everything in Grand Terra goes through, including the planet itself. Okay. Um, this is something you've learned under Abernar. That's part of the reason why the, you know, the, Grim, the, the Grim Harvest exists. Um, mm -hmm. It's protecting that concept and that cycle on multiple different levels. Um, so when someone says, not this one, you're you would assume a previous incarnation of Grand Terra, as it were. Okay. Um... Valdeth, along the same lines, not, like, you don't know much more about it, you assume, you assume that probably means, like, a long time ago, as opposed to a, a different, a different rotation, like, a different incarnation, um, but definitely there, you, you, you are aware of the cycle to a certain extent from having to deal with Ida so much, um, uh, Jerissa, Sin, you've really thought on the you know the 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 implications of that phrasing and how, right. who gave it to you done some hunting yeah. and you definitely you are aware of the you are aware of the um the the cyclical nature of grand terra and you know right. that this is not the first iteration and you know the last one wasn't the first iteration either it's it's happened several several times right 
Um, they are, they are, in fact, you have occasionally on your hunts found artifacts from previous incarnations, and you know the God Emperor to have been one. Um, Grummond, you are aware of the incarnation cycle of Grand Terra, mostly because a lot of really interesting people come drink at your tavern. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, when they're drunk, they like to talk about all the really cool things they know. And there are a number of scholars all around the world that are obsessed with the concept of a plane having its own cycle of rebirth. They think it's the interest, the neatest thing in the world. It's really sort of, you know, theoretical, you know, hypothetical kind of thing. Um, but they're really, it's usually, yeah, go ahead. It usually comes after they're done talking about chemtrails. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. No, they, they come in all the time. And, you know, scholars, they'll have whiskey, vodka, lager, cider. I, but ultimately, from what I understand, Grand Terra gets knocked down. And then, no. We're still again, getting information. I, still getting... <laughs> um, yeah, but Craig couldn't hold on to the joke. Uh, Ithram. No, I, I, I finished. I got there, <laughs> and by got there, I mean I annoyed people very much. And so I was like, I can stop now. Ithram, you know a little bit more. Okay. There is an incarnate cycle to Grand Terra. Um, but this is not the only Grand Terra. From discussing things with Vespia, just and from the nature of Vespia and what little you've gleaned of the, the true library, because Vespia's holding it fairly close to the vest, seemingly waiting until the appropriate time to reveal information. Um, but what Lily leaned aside from what she's already told you has been that there are a seemingly infinite number of worlds, planes, existences, all in various correlations to one another. Um... The easiest way that most people think about it is if you think back along your life in all the decisions you've ever made in your life, every decision that you ever make creates another version of this reality. And there's a version where you made that decision, there's a version where you don't. And all of these realities are stacked along each other. And that's sort of where your perspective is. Um... Uh, Ghent and Annabella mostly just from listening to wizards talk you have a similar understanding of uh, uh, some sort of multiversal theory you're not too terribly good on the um, too terribly good on the uh, per on the um, precise details of it you just know mm. that you know there's this Grand Terra and there's Grand Terra 2 and there's another one and there's another one and um, so you got to watch out for is Grand Terra X, which is the one that got taken over by Nazis, etc., yeah. etc. Et et and 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 this is you know this is where things like the um, where like the planar composition occur. Mm -hmm. um, the you know what people thought people uh, many most people think that when the planar composition happened and a whole bunch of people fell out of the sky uh, and popped into existence from what they claimed to be another world that it was some sort of uh, weird sort of apocalyptic creation event, um, but the more scholarly amongst the amongst uh, the the world sort of have deemed that as 
two two different material planes sort of colliding. Um, and that's sort of where your knowledge is at. Grantera six one six keeps getting shat on constantly. <laughs> no, what what we really have to worry about is the Snyder cut of Grand Terror. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Can we go to the Grand Terror where we all have beards? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's I mean, I feel like we've already been to the Grand Terror where everything's on fire. <laughs> Vespia, you understand that those theories are largely correct, but not correct in scope. Um, It's not necessarily that every decision you've made in your life is split off into another multiverse or into another, another existence. It's that every decision or thought that has happened since the beginning of creation has exponentially split off into another multiverse into another into another plane another material plane another elemental plane another collection of planes another world another collection of beings so largely everything that you know that Ithram that Ithram assumes is correct to a certain degree it's just that they have no concept of the scale and to be honest you have no real concept of the scale because if you think about it too hard your brain starts to hurt and another version of you slaps you in the mental head um the only real difference between you and them at the moment is that you are aware of some number of your alternate selves whereas they can't be So that's where everybody knows. And then Grumman makes his joke. (laughs) What does this Morath have to do with Ternalian's problem? Magically speaking, the first of any cycle tends to be very significant. Reasonable. And thus, if we're trying to kill an immortal, one might want to look into the first the, death of the proto death. Hmm? Yes. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's another test of the limits of the through library's knowledge that goes beyond the spells. Are you familiar with the with the name Yerizim? Am I? My other history check. How do you spell that? And the rest of us can advantage history checks. Uh, the rest of you can make regular history checks. Oh, okay. That's a name. Twenty-four. Nine. Ooh, fourteen. Twenty. <coughs> Man, Annabella's on a roll tonight. Mm-hmm. Listen, he's a warlock. They're a Seriously. warlock. If they wanted to study. <laughs> they would, be they would have become a fucking wizard, right? And then died by stubbing their toe. I mean, Galadir stubbed his toe several times. Yeah, but usually other people die when Galadir stubs his toe. He hasn't done that in centuries. <laughs> Meanwhile, all these random books on Avella's read last year have really yeah. paid off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, Galadir 
is the Elminster variety of wizard, not the PC variety of wizard. Those are two <laughs> very different things. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, for most of you, that name means nothing. Um, Titania. What? PC? No, no, no. Uh, uh, um, Nerezim? Nerezim. Um, for most of you, that name means nothing. Titania, you know that name because it is something that you learned from Abernar, actually, very recently. Um, okay. Abernar sort of rattled off a few things when he was telling you the thing that you know. Um, yep. And one of the things that he referenced was a uh, a blade that cuts through mortality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the name that he assigned to it. You didn't get any more detail out of it. Abernard doesn't like explaining things, particularly things he doesn't know a lot about, so he'll just reference them and move on. Uh, it's like, this is information you might find useful. I know nothing more than this kind of situation. Um, Ghent, that name, you don't know what that name's a reference to, but you know where it's from. And Annabella, you do as well. Uh, that name, you both of you have spent, you know, this past year studying quite a lot. That name is the name of uh the name of a blacksmith um from one of the ancient kingdoms that occupy the hive of ruin. Um it was a fairly renowned blacksmith at the time who made um seemingly miraculous weaponry. Uh his uh, like uh copies of copies of copies of copies of his weapons would still go would still like to this day be extremely powerful and sought after um uh vespia you know that that has been a that's been an item on like sort of the seekers uh the seekers uh to find list for a while it's a very powerful sword um Powerful enough to by itself accomplish feats that um, other weapons couldn't necessarily do. Uh, in particular, the reason why Seekers are looking for it is because it's a sword that was used to fell a Tarrasque. Okay. God damn it. Uh, Vespia will respond to Veldath. Yes, I, I am familiar with it. It's on my list, in fact. For yeah, those, that's good to know. For those drawing blanks. Like several. Uh, Nyerism, of what I've learned in my hunting, they share was, with the class. was said to be a blade that was made to bring mortality to the immortal, was said to kill that which could not be killed. It supposedly brought death to an immortal beast of legend and was lost in the battle. And... I feel like a weapon that is renowned for killing the immortal might be a weapon we want on our side for facing down a god. Not wrong. That that sounds like quite the tale. What sort of beast was it? That one I've never found. I've just heard legendary beast immortality, which, I mean, there's a few things that I can think of. A Tarrasque. Uh, that was one of them, yes. Oh, we saw a dead one of those in oh, the ruins. fuck's sake. That we did. Which is the area that that Smith was supposedly from. Oh, God. Hooray. 
You don't think it was the sword that was stuck in the head of that thing, do you? Did we Possibly. ever see? We 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 did talked about there being a sword there. I don't. Did, did anyone actually checked for a sword? We didn't see a weapon. No, I just wanted to take we just a, saw the a skeleton. I just oh, that's right. Take one of the tooths. Erase that. Couldn't even get those out. We we didn't see what killed it, did we? No, you just saw oh, a hmm. skull, and like two days later, several of you were like, "What if there was a sword in that thing?" <laughs> and just, here we it, are. I just remember, I just remember we... failing magnificently at pulling out a tooth. Yeah, I just remember the amount of arguing of if there is, we're not pulling it out because what if that brings it back to life? Right. Yep. Well, speaking of weapons to kill things that can't be killed and that sort of thing, and. Gent's been fiddling with his hands a little bit, and there's a... What sound does a soul coin make when you drop it onto a tabletop? It looks like it should make a, like a heavy thud or like a coin jingle sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually sounds like a wine glass ringing. Okay. Like just a hollow so there's crystal. Two- Right, there's these two crystalline pings as he flips these two coins in the air and just drops them onto the table right in front of him. I, well, Death Darling, it's, do it's, I even want to know? It's on the house, Gent. Don't worry about uh, Gent, you mean? Gent. Sorry. These are the soul coins. One from the Archdevil. One from the Amnesty. And it turns out... With the proper materials and facilities, I could forge these into bullets that would make Ternalian himself flinch a little bit. One of the places I could do this forging would be in the fires of Taram. Difficult to get to? Rather. But uh, apparently the Mage Forges of Morn would be a reasonable alternative. Would you potentially say that Nyerism's Forge would also be? I don't know anything about Nyerism's Forge, so I can't say for certain. And unfortunately... If this is something to pursue, I'd prefer to go into battle with this being with more than two shots. Same. Are you wishing to use these to take him down? I realize we've only recently met Miss Vespia, so I'll be as brief as I can. I believe in contingencies. Oh. These are, mean, long, these are a long shot. Of course. You made a pun. Lovely. She, she'll wink at you. And the coins go back in the bag of holding. <laughs> but even long shots might help when everything else inevitably fails, which hopefully it won't, but... I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying it's a long shot. I mean, I am far more in favor of ascending to godhood. But that's just me. 
Well, that'd be cool. seem a little too eager for that. Well, yeah. No, I am exactly as eager as I need to be. <laughs> it's difficult on a mortal body. You'll get very sick. At least I did for a while with like a fragment of divinity. Hey, that, I was just. I think we, I can. Would we all have to do it? Or just you know, one of us. That's a really good question, Grumman. I don't think that all of us would survive that process. Of anyone here, I feel like Titania is the only one who might even be able to accommodate that. Well, I've Vespia here all... might have a bit more detail because we're doing a lot of theorizing right now. Um, John, would I know on that? Honestly, no. You know where the ritual is, and you mm-hmm. you know it's a ritual of apotheosis, but you you've never actually laid your eyes on the ritual. Okay. I unfortunately have not seen the ritual myself. I know where it is, but it's another, I'm not sure. It's another thing on your well, on the Seeker's list. <laughs> yes, it, it, it is get, also on my list. Before we get too far from the topic of things that might be useful but won't necessarily help kill the, you know. Right. Uh, I heard about a fiend hunter who was lost somewhere near the Valkyrie Islands. If we can somehow squeeze that in, I would like to search there, maybe try to find his gear. I think it would be useful. It's not a bad idea. Goggles throughout the year. Uh, I know I spoke of a, a weapon before we split, um, it appears that the name of this thing was called uh, the Spellblade and uh, belonged to a, a long-forgotten Mage King. Uh, apparently, it enchanted a, an entire set of regalia. Hmm. Uh, any piece would be able to help any one of us here. But it's just another thing that we could keep our eye out for. Seems right. like we've all come up with something at the very least. Indeed. Well, let's start with the ritual. Maybe if we at least get a look at it, we can decide if it's something we can use immediately or if we can use it to help us decide what to do next. That's Bea, you said you knew what it was? Yes. John, where is it? Uh, So, there are many lost temples in Grand Terra from Various things from gods that are still worshipped today to gods that never made it beyond a single following before all of their believers are wiped out. And in Grand Terra, belief is power for gods. So if all your followers are wiped out, you're gone. You're gone, yeah. In some of the smaller sects of these smaller gods, there were those who cultivated this ritual over many, many different groups and beliefs. Um, The 
Ritual in particular is amongst the Shattered Lands. It is was at one point the focal point of the continent that used to be the Shattered Lands, sort of dead center. Now with with thousands and thousands of years and you know the the broken apart continent itself drifting in various directions uh the exact location is not easy to pinpoint but it is in a sunken temple to a forgotten god off the coast of one of the pieces of the shattered lands sort of more in the centralized area of the map Uh, it's located in a sunken temple. Off, off where? The shattered lands. Sorry, which is so you're you're I, I, on the map. I'm going to put, put point you to basically the general search area where you would where you would want to search. Um, let's go over <laughs> over here. It is somewhere. in here. Alright. Um, Vespia will ask, does anyone have a map? Gend immediately pulls out one. (laughs) 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 Everyone at the table just drops a map on the table. I, Look, I feel I like I feel like Grumman. I need I, to know where. I was to say. I feel like Grumman slaps down like a a, a restaurant placemat yeah. of of swiggle or something. That's no. just a very small map of the town with the the broken bell highlighted or something. No, keep, I mean keep it. Keep in mind, Grumman is a grandfather, so he's got oh. like the voter's guide. That's fair. I was That's gonna say yeah. Fair. It's like a, yep. It's like it's like the 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 the, the tour book. <laughs> Of, of places to eat around right. Grand Valdeth, meanwhile, not wanting to bother getting her own map out of her pack, is like starting to point over to where we have a map on the wall, and then everyone else is just like flat. <laughs> well, thank you. It's around this area. She will point at it. I don't Mostly know the underwater, location. Yeah, so you're up for a swim. I'm always up for a skinny dip, but question, and you would be the right person to ask for this, if one wanted to access additional information from your organization, how would one go about that? Yeah, can we visit? After the the skinny dipping exchange? Uh, Grumman pats Ithram on the knee or shoulder or whatever he can reach in sort of a consoling fashion. Um, must be it. So, um, as, there is no way, or at least there's no way that you're aware of, for someone not chosen by the library to go to the library. The library mm-hmm. is itself an entity. It's a the library is itself a multi-planar entity. Um. But you know you have a badge that will take you to a gathering spot that many, many seekers from the library routinely gather at for meetings. Um, there are places where there are places within the multiverse that you can go to 
meet with people that regularly go to the library. It's just difficult to get there yourself unless the library summons you. Now, I cannot take you to the library, but I can take you to a meeting place of seekers like myself. Would this happen to be an astral tavern? Would it? Yes. Yes. Delightful. When do we go? Whenever you all would like to. Uh, the next meeting isn't for like a month. Ah, the next meeting isn't for about a month. Did we? That's did we okay. I'm patient. Time? What was that, Craig? Did we go there last time? No. No. You're thinking. I, say, I think I you're thinking of think the so. of the uh, library in Tehran, probably. The one in Core. Core. Yeah. yeah. You know. That place, the black archive. Black archive. Hmm. The I rest of us we, have never been. No, that maybe was, I thought there was like some sort of mystical um, astral tavern that you could go to if you had a token from it. You've heard, you heard of it. You, you heard of it. You just haven't okay. been there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, in the meanwhile, if we can't, if we need a month to wait, sure, I'm down for a dip in a lake. An ocean, a lake, same the difference. Ocean's just a large lake. Um, with salt, but yes. It's whether or not sometimes Vespia, whether or not you care to share, you do have nightly access to the library. Okay, but just for myself. Yeah, if you look, read your feature. Okay. Oh no, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. 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 Now. I can go to the library. So if there's some information you would like me to find for you, I can do that this evening. Everything about Morath. Anything you can get, I think would be helpful to us. Honestly, any information about any of the leads we brought up so far? Also fair. I, I have a that. feeling that if there's a ritual that can turn someone into a god, it's not going to be easy to get to and not simply due to the fact that it's underwater. No. And it was, since we've got these leads on... Look, I feel like becoming a god versus finding a very powerful sword or some sort of armor or something like that, those are probably going to be easier and honestly might make it easier on us once it comes to finding the ritual. So I wouldn't be surprised if we have to do some of these other things in preparation, or at least it might be tactically advantageous to consider. While I'm not particularly looking forward to heading back into the Hive of Ruin, it is a place we've been before. I would almost rather let the universe explode than that. <laughs> oh, it's not so Honestly, bad. I think it has a really good point. I think that we should start with following some of the other leads that we have. Um, if for no reason other than it will grant us a few advantages toward whatever path we choose to take. You're not wrong, but counterpoint, we don't have an infinite time on this. No, we That's do need true. to take it. We do possibly need to take at least a month before we can get into whatever this astral tavern is, though. This is true, but tracking down all of these things and also oh that's going to take a lot more than a month it's not yes. a month yeah, no time. not no. not all of them but we we could i mean prioritize the what's closest what's 
possibly easiest to get to. What's probably Those most effective. Most effective, right. Look at all our, get all our information, look at all our facts and decide from there. Anyone, while we're looking at maps all together, has anyone ever heard of the Grand Glacier? Is that a tavern or a geological feature? You can all give me history checks or nature checks. <laughs> I'll do a nature check. Is that what you're really, really good at, Titan? Uh, I have a plus five to it. A 13. Vespi is currently so flipping through that guide that Gurman put on the table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My dice have remembered who I am. Hey. Um. Uh, say that again, Craig. The Grand, Grand Glacier. Grand Glacier. Uh, hang on. I think. Is that how he's saying it? Am I saying it wrong? I think. I think you might be. Yes. Uh, Everglacier. There you Ever go. Glacier. There you go. <laughs> I was misremembering it. Yes. The Everglacier. Oh yeah, that's that's I, I that think, okay. That's right, that big swamp on the peninsula that eventually got frozen over, right? The Everglacier. No, I think I, I think I think what hap- what happens <laughs> is I'm okay, the worst. first off, first off, very good. But I but I think based on when somebody who was it that said is that a tavern? Um, that was Ghent. <laughs> Ghent, Ghent uh, when Ghent says that, Grumman goes, "Oh, you know what? You're right. I'm confusing it." Uh, there is a lovely place called the Grand Glacier. A wonderful shaved ice drinks. But no, no, no. It's the Ever Glacier. So now can I get a different role? <laughs> sure. Anyone? So anyone? Yes. To... I'll stick with mine. Uh, well, well, with, You've we'll been to the Grand Glacier. The ice drinks are great. the Grand Glacier. I rolled above an eight. What's going on? Always a good question. Uh, so, very good question. As long as you wake up in the morning and you step outside and you take a deep breath and you get real hot. Most of you have heard of <laughs> most of you have heard of of Turtle Tail, the Ever Glacier, and you can have from context clues. You can imagine it's a glacier that doesn't melt, right? Um, Ithram, Ghent, and Titania, because it's a nature check. Um, the Everglacier is a, uh, is a, um, a place, a, a, a part of Perdera, the southernmost pole, uh, that is a direct link to the elemental plane of ice. It is itself a never melting glacier through which you can get to the elemental plane of ice. Why you would want to is another question, but you can. Yes, Grumman, I've heard of it. That is Grand Terra's ice hole, one might say. Hmm? Well, no, that's another tavern. I've been there. Um... <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Gent, you did that on purpose. I may have. I'm disappointed oh, ice hole. and impressed. <laughs> It, it, it gets zero stars in here. He taps the guidebook. <laughs> Why'd you ask? Oh, 
I just, I thought, you know, if anyone had heard of it, and we found ourselves, since we're going to be traipsing around all over the world, we found ourselves in the neighborhood, we could just stop by. Any particular reason, or just you want to see it? No, I want to get some of that ever ice that they've got there. Is there anything that ever ice can do to prevent the end of the world? Almost certainly. No, not that I know of, but probably. Then <laughs> I feel like it might be a bit low on the priority list. No offense, Grum. No, no one taking a course. I, I like, like I said, I just, you know, I figured it was probably somewhere cold, but it, it, the world's a funny place, isn't it? To, and to, to be, to be fair, if it's made of never melting ice or elemental ice or whatever you have, it might be potentially helpful for resisting a demon's fire. If we can get a big enough piece, we could just drop it on him, and then you will be stuck under it forever, and it's no longer a concern. It's coming in handy already. If we anyway. duplicate it, we could trap him in it. Effectively the same thing. But... I've heard stories, though, about souls trapped in ice and then it falls out from the sky and yeah, gets shaped into like a throne it. and then there's a big helmet involved and maybe I'm thinking <laughs> of something else. Well, uh, or, 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 or something that falls from the sky as well and then nobody can trust each other and you have to do tests. I don't know what you're talking about, but if there's tests involved, I'm out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't quite remember... But it's definitely that definitely sounds like a thing. It is definitely a thing. <laughs> no, you know, we we had one time a soul trapped in ice. Um, it turned into oh, no. a horrible snow golem. Went oh, on no. a rampage. Wonderful hat, though. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I love how far we've devolved. <laughs> in any event, were we not talking about frosty? <laughs> I I feel like we've got a good selection of potential leads, and it's just a matter of what we're pursuing first. Right? Everglacier it is? Nope. Okay. <laughs> we want to decide now or mull it over, make sure that uh, Vespia has time to go to the library tonight, that kind of thing. And yes, I think we definitely I think... Want, want, want our dear new friends information. Yes. Yes. Get a list of information. Yep. After check. As long as I can rest, I can get the information. So we'll we'll take an evening here to you hear gather that, ourselves. Friend. She's going to need to be allowed to rest. I haven't gotten much of it the past few months. So I get it from. <laughs> <laughs> we're the worst people <laughs> Kent is obviously asking you for a sleep spell hmm? yeah <laughs> obviously night blow no I'm just kidding <laughs> see that's what the eye bite spell is for it just puts them straight to sleep Gent kind of stands up, stretches, rolls his shoulders a little bit. Well. So come I simply did say... Chance, did you have a chance to put those bass together? 
Um, I, I don't think we've had time since that came up in the discussion, right? <laughs> like, uh, Mara. In, in yeah. real time. In the chat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. She's not. Um, Gint and Valdeth make an insight uh -huh. check. Okay. Twelve. I roll a three. Good job, a proud. Natural one. Excellent. I've got Never an mind. inspiration. I've got an inspiration. I'm using it. It's no, yeah, so do I. I, I, ha I have one fell over from a season ago, so why not? Fourteen. Twenty-five. There, there we go. Gent, go. you're a little preoccupied fiddling with your soul coins because they make weird mm -hmm. noises. Yep. Valdez, you notice that since since you all started talking about weapons. Titania's been noticeably quiet. Titania, you're right. Uh-huh. You've been sort of hesitant. Yeah, I'm uh tired. Uh I've walked here most of the way, you know. Um Okay, now Gent wants to make another insight check because that does not sound like the Titania we know and love. 23. 17. Still kind of You lying, lying liar. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Give me a deception check. Uh, okay. Uh, sure, 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 sure. Natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. You still beat you. That training is paid off. Gent? That's true. Gent? Seems mm -hmm. legit. She's been quieter than like since, yeah. since but stuff happened. Valdez just kind of gives her that. Know. Yeah, Valdez just kind of gives her that raised eyebrow that says, "You know, I'm not going to make you say anything, but I'm, you know, I'm here." Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Sin doesn't have that level of tact with Titania. Ah, <laughs> uh, Tanya, dear. Is it possible you have information that might be useful to, you know, saving everything in existence? You're not going to like it. I don't like anything that's been presented except becoming a god. And I don't <laughs> like that idea. That's Gent is what... now laser focused on Titania. That's what Ternalian wanted to do and did. Can't say I'm overly keen on the prospect in the first place, no. As I said, neither of these prospects are good. No. But they'll do the job. So, what do you have, my lady? I know of a weapon as well. The to become an arch druid in the order that I have been training in, you have to challenge one of the reapers of the god of death to a single combat and win. And that's how you get this the scythe that Abrunar has that let him 
take a group of refugees out of Tehran. And by you, I'm guessing you mean you specifically. And if that's the case, I can guarantee you that Gint and Valdeth are not going to allow that to happen. If this is a thing that you want to do, then I can't stand in your way. Does it have to be a fight? I mean, could it be checkers or something? <laughs> but to understand, the, this is a battle. The uh, the the as as Grummond uh, voices that Titania, you just recall the the particular line that Abernar had said. That in order to wield the power over death that an archdruid of the Grim Harvest has. You have to don the Reaper's cloak. And you do not part with it willingly. Yeah, but to be clear, this is a battle with one of Dagoth's Reapers. I think my question is, does it really have to be a fair fight? I feel like that's not a thing that you... No one else can get involved. Says who? If anyone else steps in, they summon their own Reaper. Ah, one of those fun things. Yeah, I feel like that's not the sort of thing that you cheat. Unless the cheating is part of the strategy. It's not the kind of thing you successfully cheat. It's very different. Titania begins a ritual combat. Someone steps in. And then we have two fights going on, only one of which needs to be won. What? Or three. Or four. That's not how it works, darling. And there I, I thought it was being clever again. Could, could we all get cloaks? Stop agreeing with me, Grummond. It makes me allergic. I just, I, I thought maybe something to pull, you know, all of us together. Like if we all had matching cloaks, and I mean, it's tough to... You mean like I mean, you mean like the cloaks we literally <laughs> have? Come in, come in. Yeah, but it's a little no. bit of, a, of, of an update. Honey, no. I, I did. I, nobody's commented on it. No. He points points over to back on the wall, where sure enough, there is a needle point that Grumman has made, which says where the steel heart is. That is, what is new. that is what I have not noticed about you, Grumman. Your pants and your shirt now match. Uh, I well, I, I had to face it all of you. Get it. See, I'm, I'm catching it from you. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, yeah, I just, I, I figured I had all, I had to, had to really bring it up. Um, see, the trick half the time is not wearing a shirt, and then you don't have to worry about it. That is true. Actually, a really good point. It's kind of scary. I do feel like we've diverted off the yes, point. a little bit. Us. At an unfortunate <laughs> level. <laughs> but if this is a thing that you want to do to Tanya, I'm not going to stand in your way. I will be there to support you, even if I can't step in for the fight for you. Indeed. And we'll do whatever we can to make sure you're prepared, have everything you need. Not ready for it yet. Anyway. Well, I don't think most of us are ready for any of these things that we planned, but we'll get there. That's why we're in a group. Try no, stand and... corrected twice. Darling, you've 
made great progress. I can already see. And I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of all of us, really. It would have been very easy for this year to pass by and many of us come up far less fruitful than we've returned. So honestly, I'm feeling quite optimistic. We've got leads. But yes. We've got leads. We've got opportunities. We've got someone who can do some research for us. I need to shave and then draw up a hot tub. And so... Whatever you said, Mara, you didn't come through. Both of those things sound delightful. Whatever Mara just said didn't come through. Oh, I like the stubble. (laughs) It itches. Fair. So, as you all have seen each other once again for this happy reunion, well, mostly happy, except for Ghent, shared what information you've acquired over the past year, met a new ally. Some of you retired to the hot tubs only to find that the fire orbs that powered them are broken. Son of a bitch. And retire for the evening. (laughs) That... Oh god, they're full of raccoons! (laughs) (laughs) Is where we end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye! Bye! Good